Bom vindo no episódio novo de Vox Eventos Impactos. A minha posse host Ashna Tyson, brindando vosso conteúdo diverso e também interessante. Agora nos está acompanhando com um guest speaker conosco, me tem de visa conosco, tem um outro guest speaker que lamentablemente não para make it, mas se não tem problema, nós vamos continuar com a conversação anyways. Me dou uma boa oportunidade para vou introduzir você para nós oriente não. Go ahead. Um, should I just... Yes, go ahead. I'm Michaela Simulair and I'm an artist and I am gender fluid and queer and happy to be here. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for being here. Definitely um, on this very special month, June, which is Pride Month, essentially. And um, on this very special episode, we're going to be talking about pride, but not only pride. We're going to be talking about the importance of pride and why it's important for people to be understanding of it and also for us to acknowledge it as a topic of importance in our society. Nos tabai tapapiando un mix de papiamento en inglés para motivo que nos guest speaker está más confortable papiando inglés. Entonces, quiero just informar ese de antemano. Pero me conos bai de viaje de conversación mes. Mete desearía de informar una vez más que nos está encorajando, tú eres tan que está mirándonos, pero también están en la comment section. Pero por favor, um, interact con otro de una manera respetuosa, trata de papi de tópico de una manera positiva y también por favor, tiene comprensión para otro de los comments. Para así no nos portamos en conversación más productiva y también más saludable. Pero ahora en nuestra va a continuar con nuestra conversación hoy un tópico sumamente importante y me también encontrado nos primera pregunta para la eh, conversación aquí cuarta. Do you believe there is a lack of representation and visibility for LGBTQ plus in Aruba? Let's talk about it. All right. So, <laughs> well, um, I definitely believe that there is a lack of representation for the LGBT in our community, like in the island itself. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that now there is more representation in the media and online and in social media that yeah, our youth has access to because a lot of them are online now. But yes. When I was younger, there was definitely no representation, no. zero to little representation mm -hmm. yes. of LGBT. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I didn't know of what a gay person was or a lesbian person was or a trans person. I didn't have the wording for that. And I grew up here from the ages of one to nine maybe like 15 years ago, mm -hmm. let's say. <laughs> <laughs> Not that long I'm, ago, I'm don't worry, you're still very young. <laughs> I'm trying to five right now, but yeah, during that time when I was living here from the, those ages, yes. I really didn't know anything about anything of LGBT and I had no words to put who I was or what I was, or yeah. but I definitely had like experiences that yes. <laughs> were pretty yeah close to being in the lgbt and yeah it's i think the internet and the media helps a lot mm -hmm. with our youth today to really know kind of what they're going through you know because yeah in the past it was more closed i would yeah. say and 
yeah, there's there wasn't that much representation. Yeah, I admit, I definitely agree um, with what you're saying. I think that especially in Aruba, I think that not only do we not see it a lot in our media, um, it's also not a lot in our schools. We learn about sex education. Besides in school, we learn about basic education. And also in secondary school, we learn about sex education. Sex de un diferente manera, pero bon nota si si botan persona LGBTQ plus compa pro de habo mes. Um, sí. Kiko sex tanifica pabo si botan LGBT person. Mm -hmm. Y esa eta crea ku bon nota hop información disponible pabo, antes eta hace ku botico bai busca otra manera pa hay información, cual tu valor de internet or social media. And yeah. so it, that has really helped a lot of people because if it wasn't for that, a lot of them wouldn't know, okay, I um, I identify as this gender. I, I identify with this sexual orientation. Hope you don't know lo sa. So um, I think the internet ayuda, facilita, ku mas hopi hene nata kumisa discovery mas lihe ken nanta. And so a base di essay konata wana mes ding sociedad. So it's very, very important, yes. Yeah. Definitely, like when I started developing like my sexuality mm -hmm. around the ages of eleven and beyond, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that's when the internet started coming. There was YouTube, and now I was finally using the internet. Mm -hmm. And YouTube and videos like definitely helped me with like a lot of questions that mm -hmm. I had about sexuality because mm -hmm. I didn't really have anyone else to really go to to ask because yeah. first of all I didn't even have the like terms and stuff for yes, it exactly and I really didn't know what was really happening yeah, you know? yeah, I was exactly. just like I felt kind of isolated in mm -hmm. that way because they like when I was younger people were already asking me like oh what kind of guy do you like or um, yeah, what if um, I don't like guys? And I, you know, I didn't, I never really, at that time, I didn't have many crushes on guys mm -hmm. at all. So I didn't so really know like, what hmm, to answer. Is, is everything okay? Hmm. I didn't really you know, know how to question yeah. <laughs> yourself. Yeah, definitely. And it helps when you can see examples of yourself in the media and like, hey, that's what I'm experiencing. That's what I'm going through. And I can relate to that. I can connect to that. Because if you're not seeing examples of yourself, then it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard to, um, one, find yourself, who you are, but to find other people that connect with you, that yeah. relate to what you're experiencing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that was like the isolating part. Because yes. there's like that expectation, of, like, oh, this is a girl, so she must like boys mm -hmm. and stuff. But I didn't have any boy crushes at that young age, age yeah and still like <laughs> beyond, but <laughs> but like it was just i felt strange in that way that i was like i'm supposed to be having crushes on these guys because people are asking me but i don't mm -hmm. like have the answer you know yes, like yes, I it's get it. <laughs> so i really had to go on the internet and look like ask questions online being like what are other people's experiences with yes, that? Definitely. Yeah. It's pretty confusing. It can be. It can be a confusing time because it's a time when you are trying to really understand what makes you you. 
and you're trying to find different aspects of yourself that you can um, relate to other people with, like music or art. But if you have question, if you have a question mark on your identity, that makes it hard for you to make relationships and also for you to make friendships. Mm -hmm. So definitely something that a lot of people that are in the LGBTQ plus experience because of the fact that, that there isn't a lot of representation. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah. Okay. If any of you, me to switch back up your mental. Si cualquier persona de a comment section ta agree of team man un connection kulo kono swapiando DJ, please lagan nos sayore de comments below. Basi nos por intercambiar diferente punto na di vista a base de pregunta aki. Yori nos to bye pa siguiente pregunta if that's okay with you. Yes. Okay. A well, po siguiente pregunta ta. What kind of social issues have you encountered as an LGBTQ plus youth in the community? Okay. And this can be this can be anything, you know. This this can be like for example on like an individual point of view, but it can also be like a social point of view. Maybe something you've seen, uh, maybe something you experience personally. So mm -hmm. there's many ways to answering this question. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um I th I'm going back kind of to like the discovering of myself mm -hmm. as a youth, yes. as a child, and I definitely like um, had many questions of myself and n not really many answers, and with the expectation to like guys, mm -hmm. and also did I the expectation that I'm a girl mm -hmm. because I did not when I was younger I did not like ordinary girl stuff like mm -hmm. dolls and stuff I was mm -hmm. always gifted dolls yeah, and your typical and feminine I wanted, things yeah, yeah and I wanted to play with like action toys I wanted to do puzzles mm -hmm. I wanted to play soccer or wrestle with the guys you know or and I wasn't able to do that because I was expected to play with dolls and mm -hmm. to um, not want to do physical things like play soccer. Yeah, be very physically active, very sportive. Yeah, and also to wear dresses. I really didn't like wearing dresses and mm -hmm. I, I just remember when I was younger being like very jealous of my brother because mm -hmm. i have an older brother mm -hmm. did he shout out to your older brother <laughs> shout out to my older brother yeah <laughs> um because like he, i felt like he didn't have these expectations put on him mm -hmm. of w how to like act or he he got all the things that i wanted mm -hmm. you know he got all the toys he could play mm -hmm. video games all the time and i i remember just wishing like i wish when I was younger, I would tell my mom, I wish I was a guy because yeah. I felt to me that meant I would get the freedom to do what they whatever, whatever you wanted without you know? the yeah. expectations that are put on me because of my gender or yes. what people perceive my gender to yes. be. Yeah. And yeah, that was one of the, I think, biggest <laughs> issues from when I was younger that I yeah. faced. Like, and um, yeah, also with people expecting me to like guys for example i when i was younger i had a lot of crushes on girls already i was like already kind of looking at girls and yeah. like oh, wow you were, you, were <laughs> you had like friendships with girls but you were starting to see oh there's more than just friendship there's an emotional connection yeah. there i like them oh okay what does this mean you know yeah, yeah. 
and that was very confusing for me mm -hmm. because um, the school I went to, at least, mm -hmm. the school I went to was very Catholic, very religious, yeah. and my family also followed very religious Catholic things, like yes. going to church mm -hmm. and um, praying and all that, and the reading the Bible and going yes. through reciting. Yes. And um, that, I think, really confused me a lot when I was younger because mm -hmm. I mean, there's very a lot of pictures of me in church, <laughs> like not enjoying myself, okay, okay. and just like being looking confused, like why am I here? But yeah. but um, when I was when my sexuality began to develop, I had a lot of like um, the beliefs that because when I just discovered what gay was, it was mm -hmm. in a negative connotation. Yep. Yeah. 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 And um, I re I would remember that like. I'd be like, oh, this is bad. Like, yeah. this is not good. It's not something I should be. Yeah. Yeah. And because I had like the religious upbringing, I would really like pray that I was not gay. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, please. Yeah. I remember like every night, if the feelings like came up that I had feelings for women, I would pray like, please, <laughs> please not yeah. take this not away. me. You know. Yeah. Definitely. And I did that for like the longest time, and because. I couldn't ex like accept it. I didn't know how to accept it within myself, mm -hmm. and that's how, where YouTube like came in to help. Because then I saw, I was watching videos of other people who were gay mm -hmm. or lesbian, mm -hmm. kind of discreetly at night, you know, yes. myself being together. And I was just watching them. I was like, this is not so bad. It doesn't seem like a bad thing. Yeah. Like it's seems pretty normal and yeah. I, can, I can relate to like a lot of things that mm. they're saying yeah. you know I totally get and that yeah and I think when I started to see that I was like okay I maybe I should then accept it within myself because I this doesn't seem healthy to be like you know praying to not be this yourself to, to have this thing in me that I keep repressing, you know, mm -hmm. like, yes, definitely. And I feel like what you're saying probably speaks to a lot of people that are watching because of the fact that we do live. The reality is that we do live in a culture that is very conservative, that is very religious, and that impacts how a young person will develop in terms of their sexuality, but also just their identity. Um, like you're saying, um, praying the gay away or praying your your true identity away just so that you can conform into the society that we live in is very common here. Yeah. And especially, um, it's very promoted. A lot of the times, I, f I find it very um, painful when I hear people speak about how um, no, de papiamento nata bisehope, nata bisa kung si bo drenta de misa, bosa bota bota bira mas miho, si bo drenta de religion, bosa bo nata sintia sina mas. And um, why is there a need for me to change who I really am for others to feel less uncomfortable? Yeah. You know, it's very important that we we respect the fact that somebody is like this and that um enforcing a religion or a practice on them is not going to change that mm -hmm. and it really shouldn't and i think that's a really really big um social yeah. issue that we and have here i've had friends who are lesbian who 
because of their parents' like religious beliefs, mm -hmm. they when they came out or when they discovered that they were lesbian, that they got kicked out of the house. Yeah, their exactly. Their own house. So yes, that's creates a lot of trauma in yes, it the does. youth and a lot of pain because it's like you can't even be yourself around your own family. No, you can't. And you can't even be in your own home no. because of the religious the environment, belief, yeah. you know, and the environment that it creates. And it's very sad to see those things happen. And I mean, for me, I was lucky enough to, I had moved out of Aruba by the age of nine. So I had the States, but I was still kind of visiting mm -hmm. and going, you yeah. know, but, um, when I came out, my family was very accepting. Not the older members, sadly, mm -hmm, but the rest of my family was We're very, accepting. very accepting. So that was good. And I also had my house in the States that was also very accepting. So, yes. but I think a lot of people here who have their family that all live here and are really in the Arabian culture and stuff have the issue of what my friend had of mm -hmm. being kicked out or not yeah. accepted. I also had a trans friend where the family members just could not accept that she was a she and would not yeah. would always call her by a male name yes. instead of the name that she wanted to be called and mm -hmm. always um, disregarded her identity. And so not only is she being disregarded at home but i'm sh she also had issues in school and yeah. stuff of kids not believing that she's trans yeah that she's a she and mm -hmm. all of that and those are very difficult experiences to yes, go through it definitely is it's interesting that you mentioned trans gender people because in aruba in particular it's one thing to have a sexual orientation lesbian gay bisexual asexual but it's another to be trans and it's uh it's a very different um it's a very different way that people treat you once they know that you are trans, and that can be dangerous. Timbiaha, no, not Timbiaha, but Hopi Biaha, no, Stabi Bade, un isla, un da ku, and not a Hopi safe, pa persona nang kuta transgender, por sinti, komodo patana mes, of pa expressana mes, kisas biste paia, kuta associate ku nang actual gender, pa sobre kutin un chance Hopi grandi kuna por haya violencia. Napo en contra violencia, of napo en contra manera bomesta visa, not to get kicked out of their homes. Y esakita cosa, pero hopi, pero hopi trauma. And people really need to acknowledge it that we have to, not only do we have to have more compassion for transgender people, we also have to be, um, how do you say, protective in a way. Yeah. They are a very vulnerable group in the LGBTQ plus community, and there's so much more we can do yeah. to ensure that their safety is ensured, especially. Um, transgender youths in Aruba yeah. yeah yeah for sure it's yeah the I think the struggle with the tr trans people definitely I would say face a lot more struggles because there's a lot more things going they on. have to really pay attention to for yes. their own safety because yes. like gay and lesbian people I think here they can be out and open and mostly they will face like maybe um, verbal abuse yeah. of 
of their identity. But yeah. trans people are more susceptible to physical violence mm -hmm. and people really lashing out at them yes. for their identity. And just because of the misunderstanding of who they are, you know? Definitely. I definitely agree with that. I think as well, um, there are not a lot of like um, healthcare benefits that are provided to them. If you are to do your transitioning procedure here, a lot of the times that is based on your own costs. And not a cobridor di seguro di healthcare. This ita algo ku um bota facing it on your own, and you are not supported to continue the process of just affirming no no um being another trans like uh, being another gender but affirming your gender um you know that affects their ability to continue growing to be stable yeah. um, and i think that is definitely something that people have to look in the years coming that there needs to be progress there yeah. something needs to change there yeah because in a way like trans people are kind of expected to go to, like through the transitioning process of taking like hormones mm -hmm. or physically altering their body mm -hmm. so they can pass as a cisgendered person for example yeah and usually it's for their own safety to do that yes because if they don't pass as like a regular woman or man for man example, yeah. that is cis mm -hmm. then they will face all the physical harassment and yeah verbal yeah, abuse exactly. as well and yeah for the people that i've known who are trans or they usually don't even want to leave their house because of how much of the harassment they face every yeah. day just mm -hmm. from not passing as a woman or, or a man. man yeah definitely and it's a really serious problem i definitely agree on that yes if um, by any chance anybody who is watching um, has any strong feelings for what we are speaking about, feel free to share them in the comments below so that we can continue to have a conversation about the importance of this topic. Now, I want to ask another question in the first segment that we have. So this question is about culture. Um, and specifically, it's um, how does culture impact um, the LGBTQ plus community? We touched it briefly where we said that religion is one of them and um, conservative behavior is one of them. You know, what are other things that you think impacts from our culture impacts this community? Um, well, I feel like we have a pretty hyper masculine culture yes you know, that is one of them where, toxic masculinity where yeah women are kind of treated like lesser yes, beings or like, sexually or, objectified or sexually very often sexually <laughs> very <laughs> often sexually objectified yeah. objectified and yeah it's just there's not much respect for women in general mm -hmm. and for how that affects the LGBT community mm -hmm. is that a lot of gay men are naturally more feminine than mm -hmm. masculine and they get a lot of bullying, mm -hmm. verbal abuse, yes. all of that for being more feminine mm -hmm. and more it's in tune with their feelings, let's say. Yes. Because a lot of men here are 
not expected to be in tune with their feelings or to consider the feelings of other people mm -hmm. and it's just a norm here you know yeah. and um yeah so anyone who really exudes like femininity mm -hmm. be it like uh through their clothing through their, the clothing, their attitude their attitude yeah gets harassed constantly mm -hmm. here yeah, yeah, exactly. No sting un nada llamé toxic masculinity de inglés, pero lo cual está en que está ni no puedo traducirle de papiamento, pero está básicamente um, machismo. Esencialmente que um, hopi viaja no sting una manera que um, no está expect para gente hombre comportar, entonces con eso aquí por afectar en particular una persona que está um, um, homosexual, pero sobre todo expectations da aquí pa con em este actua con em este trato otro gente anto ese ta afecta con em este vaxo mes pero con achteraf con eta comisa um, trata otro gente um, they call it um, internalized homophobia especially for um, LGBTQ plus people who because of their environment they start to um, hate themselves they start to depreciate themselves everything around them is telling them that you are wrong and you should not feel this way so they start to internalize it this internalize and that really can affect and have long long-term damages for how they see themselves in the future but who they eventually become yeah 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 it's like the internalized homophobia that comes from that, I think, affects a lot of gay men here, mm -hmm. even women, lesbian yeah, women. I think so too, yeah. Especially trans people as well, because the toxic masculinity is again very macho and pushy mm -hmm. and expecting of certain roles to be played all Correct. the time yeah. of the hypersexualization yeah. of the we women also, or yeah. feminine and we also put roles on genders you yeah. know that if you're a gender you are expected to do this if you're this gender you're expected to do that this yeah. that also affects uh, how they see themselves so, um as a woman i should be doing this and not this and how it, it's essentially just putting yourself in a box yeah you know you're just putting yourself in a label in a category and that doesn't help a person really grow it's just putting them in line with what you expect of them yeah, yeah. and it doesn't leave room for authenticity correct yeah it doesn't leave room for vulnerability mm -hmm. it just it creates a lot of more violent outlashes on not just the lgbt but also for straight people like it's very unhealthy yes. because i think that straight men can exude feminine qualities and be in tune with their feelings but our culture very much doesn't no doesn't embrace it or say it that they can it, that they can yeah and let's say like if a straight man he has like feminine qualities then he's said to be gay and then yeah. that's there's already a negative connotation into being, being gay. gay. Yeah, si bota yura bonota hamber. Um, si bota bosa hasi ballet bonota hamber. And also, if you don't hypersexualize women, you're si. not a man. Yeah, exactly. If you're like. not, if you're not sexually active, you're not this. You're not that. It's all of these. You are not. You are not. And more. And it's less of this is who you are. And thank you for being who you are. And I accept you because 
you are different and through you I can learn differences from other people I don't have everybody is different and that's what it should be about that even though this person is not the same sexual orientation as I am or the same gender same identity I can still learn from them and I can still mm -hmm. accept them and just live amongst them that's it yeah <laughs> that's it that's really what it is yeah 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 all right well I want to know the next question what are the types of misconceptions surrounding identification, sexual orientation, and gender that you have encountered? Okay. Well. Sorry. Pais nangko tamirando nos. I'm from Ecuador. Vou contestar sei. Misconception ta nata yame concepto nang erroneo. Onda ku nata nata basicamente idea na ku hene nang ting disierto costan pero eto idea ku it's basically false. Nanga creates a principle that people think in a certain way, but I hope you have to say that it's not the case. Answer? I'll give you the chance to answer the question. There's quite a lot. Yes, there's quite a lot. It's a very loaded question. Yeah. Well, for one, I can say for, like, let's say, lesbian women, they're expected to be more masculine mm -hmm. and also not pretty. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you're pretty and you're not really being masculine, mm -hmm. a lot of peop people question if you're really lesbian or yeah. not. Mm -hmm. And they invalidate your um, sexuality, sexuality yeah. because they're, they'll say, oh, you're too pretty to be a lesbian mm -hmm. or you're too feminine to be a lesbian. Like, how do you not like men if you're mm -hmm. being feminine or um, looking good you know <laughs> and it's a really false mis misconception there yeah. are very feminine women who are gay mm -hmm. and um, there are pretty lesbians <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. very pretty lesbians yeah, exactly shout out to so all the pretty lesbians in Aruba yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's a that to me is a strange concept that Lesbian women are expected not to be pretty or yeah, or feminine. Be, yeah, exactly. And um, another thing is with gay men. Let's say is that if a man's gay, everyone thinks that he likes every single guy, or yes. he's trying to get with every si. single guy. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, this is so true. I for one minute to set the record straight. Funny, straight. No pun intended. <laughs> It nota pa sobra kung persona ta gay, lesbian, of bisexual, kaya men automatis kung nangkiar hetri babo, of automatis kung nati interes babo. E mundo nota revolve around you. This posade no bonota si na interesante. This we we care just, but it's true. It's true. But this is a very bad misconception because it then destroys a lot of friendships that yes. gay men have yes. or lesbian women have with yes. their friends mm -hmm. because people think oh they, they you're like gay me. or they, they have a crush on that me. means you must like everyone that's yeah. like a guy or a girl yeah they like, get paranoid they think that um lgbtq plus doesn't have standards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> okay um just because we're friends does not mean i'm interested in you yeah. um i i definitely if i could share that with you i definitely experienced that before um i've had many 
relationships like friendships with girls that did not work out because they would start assuming that I would be interested in them but that was not the case just that I was very compassionate we had a very strong relationship but never that was the case so I think I think a lot of people experience that in a room but in general yeah. it's just something that it's it brings tension yeah 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 which I find is unnecessary Mm -hmm. You know, it's not not a, it's not precisely because somebody has this sexual orientation or this identity means that they're um, instantly attracted to you or interested in you, and we yeah. shouldn't assume that. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like really. But do you have other encounters? Yes, um, with trans people. Let's say. Um, mm -hmm trans women are expected to be feminine very feminine as well or to want to be really feminine mm -hmm. or let's say to undergo feminization surgeries mm -hmm. and um yeah they're like if they don't want to undergo these or they don't want to present more femininely then people disregard them as being a trans woman or yes, say correcto. they're just yeah a guy or something mm -hmm. and it's the same vice versa for guys trans guys mm -hmm. um they're expected to want to be more masculine and but there's the thing is that it's possible for a trans woman to be more masculine or a tomboy mm -hmm. and still be a woman because there are tomboy women mm -hmm. that are still women <laughs> yeah you know? that doesn't change and anything it's just it's how just you an expression of masculine yeah, how you want to present yourself yeah. yes it and trans people are allowed to be both masculine or feminine and still want to be a woman like to be called her mm -hmm. or him mm -hmm. And so be valid in that yeah. experience. Like yes. It's, and that's with trans people, but there's more. <laughs> there is definitely more. There's yes, I think we could, we could make a whole list. We could fill a whole book with how many types of misconceptions we have or that um, LGBTQ plus people experience. And um, I think that it's definitely something that people should aspire to Oh, there's Improve. one very important one okay. I want to say. Mm -hmm. It's um, with trans women and dating. Let's say they're dating a straight man. When the man discovers that she's trans, they think, oh, maybe I'm gay or something. Or yeah. mm -hmm. um, that means I'm gay because I'm dating a trans woman. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. They're still straight. And they also expect that like um, trans women are supposed to be interested in gay men but there are straight trans women <laughs> who are not interested in gay men because gay men are gay yeah and don't like women, women and yeah. a trans woman is a woman it's still a woman, not a yeah. man yeah there there a trans woman is still a woman so you, you can't just like assume that oh they're going transgendered women are going to start dating gay, gay men, men because they're not gay they're not a gay man yeah they're a trans exactly. woman yeah and yeah the i think the reason why they might have this misconception is because of the sexual organ that that person is born with mm -hmm. and they think oh maybe this person didn't go like undergo 
sexual reassignment surgery, mm -hmm. let's say they're mm -hmm. still going through their transition pr procedure, or they, they, or they just don't want it, let's yeah. say, mm -hmm. and um, they think that that means that they're not a woman yeah. or a man. Yeah, exactly. But there are women with penises, and there are men with vaginas. Yeah, <laughs> they are exactly. just. They're just, they're just body parts. Yeah. Really, that's It doesn't really determine it your gender. No, it really it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah, it, that that's a common misconception, I think. Um, you really hit the nail when you said that um, a lot of the times people will assume um, based on just the, the sexual reproductive organ that you have that you are this, you are that, and you're automatically attracted to the opposite of it. And I think it's very important for us to understand that identity is one, um, but your sexual orientation is another. another. They're not the same. They're, they're not matching socks, you know? They're different, um, two very different things. So it's very important for people not to get those things confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Yeah. I'm still thinking <laughs> <laughs> because there are so many. But that was one really important one that I wanted to say because it causes a lot of issues within dating for trans people because, yeah, I think it's just, it takes a lot more communication and understanding to even, for them to even date someone, yeah. let's say, because of this misconception yes. that, oh, I'm dating a trans woman that that might mean that I'm gay, but it's like, that it's doesn't not, mean anything. it doesn't mean anything yes. like that. I definitely agree. Well, and that um, also causes violence as yeah, well, because then yeah. the, let's say the person starts dating the trans woman before knowing that she's a trans woman, mm -hmm. then he discovers that she's a trans woman, and then he can lash out violently yes, yes. and be justified in his people will justify it yeah. because they'll be like, oh, it's not a real woman and mm -hmm. she was tricking you or something. Yes, yes. And that happens so often to mm -hmm. trans women. Yeah. And it's very scary. It is scary. Very yes. scary. So I can imagine relationships for trans people is not the easiest thing because you are never truly aware if somebody is really going to accept you or they're not. And the, the idea that you can, um, you might not be able to see um, your relatives or be close to friends and family because of the fact that they're not totally aware of who you are and it really affects your mental health and your well-being and how you go day to day how you function yeah it just imagine being that and and trying to function day to day it's it's, it's you feel constantly like you have, you have to, to prove be on your guard you have to prove well. yourself yeah yeah. That's another thing, Do you, they constantly feel like they have to prove themselves and their gender to everyone. And and it's like more intense than that, that if they don't prove it, then they have to face all this harassment as yes. well. And violence, and it's yes. very bad for trans people yeah. to have to go through that in their every single day life. Like, mm -hmm. have to think about these things every single day. Mm -hmm. like Definitely, I agree. Yes. It's it's definitely something we have to learn more about yeah here on aruba, aruba. yeah and in the whole world mm -hmm. like it's a big issue yes yes and, um, another misconception that i wanted to cover is about gender mm -hmm. and it's about like 
certain clothing and ways of presenting. It's like a lot of people think that men can't wear makeup or dresses, but they can. <laughs> and it's like normal to want to as well. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's also, yeah, women can also wear men's clothing and it's just like a piece of clothes. Like it's mm -hmm. it's not that big of a deal. Like no. it's if someone really likes to express themselves and wear makeup and dresses and they feel good in it, there shouldn't be a problem with yep. that. And it shouldn't like women and men shouldn't be expected to always wear these different clothings or yes. fit these clothings yes. or to not wear makeup or wear makeup mm -hmm. like some women don't like wearing makeup and, and some women fine. love wearing yeah. makeup i'm not and good at doing my makeup so <laughs> and <laughs> some <know? laughs> some men are amazing at, at makeup, doing makeup yeah and wearing heels and everything yeah and it's it should be fine like it's yeah. just an a yes. way of expressing yourself exactly. it like shouldn't be attached to whether this person um, has this sexual um, orientation or not it should just or be their about gender they're just be. expressing themselves you know it could be a straight man or a straight woman dressing um, in different styles in different fashion and it's just expression yeah that's it it's got nothing to do with let's try and figure out what their identity is let's try and figure out what their sexuality is you know yeah why you know and also if we are more able to accept that women and men can wear all these different things it will also help us accept trans people more as well because like with what i said that people expect trans women to present more femininely or to pass as like a cisgender looking women but what yeah. even is that concept of what a cisgendered woman yeah. should look like yeah. or a cisgendered man should look like yeah maybe you could just explain briefly what does cisgender mean it, it means people who are born with um, like a sexual or like let's say a man that's born with a penis is and he identifies as a man is a cis man mm -hmm. and um, a woman who is born with a vagina who mm -hmm. identifies as a woman is a cisgendered woman. Yeah, so essentially Nata non-trans people and non <laughs> basically nanta um comfortable nanta um nanoting no muito pa e gender no gender necessariamente pero ku e organo ku nanga nasi ku ne nanta di acuerdo ok ma nasi ke organo aqui ok amita e sei the sei ta basicamente ki kun cisgender person ta yeah sei yeah, yeah. They basically just identify with the what they were born with, with yeah. The, what they're born with, yes, and uh, yeah, what we as a society identified that as. Correcto. Now it's a hobby bonk when you start mentioning say, but so hobby be had these terms, this type of terminology, and not everybody knows what they mean. So it's very important to be aware of it, and people start start understanding what those words mean. Yeah. Another one thing, yeah. one last thing one last that thing? I can think of <laughs> is with identification and um, certain attachments to identities. Mm -hmm. Let's say someone comes out as gay, mm -hmm. they should be, if they later on discover that they're like, let's say trans or mm -hmm. something, or that they're bisexual, mm -hmm. or maybe they're not even gay, mm -hmm. 
they should have the liberty to then later on say that I'm I've discovered I now that I am bi yeah. or I am now identifying as a trans person. Yeah. And we shouldn't think that like once someone comes out as something that, that means that's their like solid identity Correcto. full throughout their whole life, let's say. Correcto. There there should be more flexibility and the and we shouldn't use these identities more as tools mm -hmm. to connect with people with similar experiences mm -hmm. or to explain our inner being. And I think it's just the attachment. It's like, oh, once you come out as gay, you have to be you have to remain that identity for the yeah. rest of your life. Yes, is puts a lot of pressure on people yeah. and it doesn't allow people to really grow and change or be flexible mm -hmm. in their new discoveries <laughs> of themselves as yes, they grow. You no, know? I totally understand. And that's that's very true. I think um, they sort of like hold them to, okay, you came out a couple of years ago as lesbian, but now you are dating both men and women. What happened? Like, are you were you just straight this whole time? No. It's a constant discovery. People are constantly figuring out who they are. And that sometimes takes time and sometimes that can take years and it can change, you know, it can change based on experiences. I love the way you said that they should use it as tools to keep learning about who they are rather than just, oh, um, this is definitively who I am. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very nice way to look at it. Yeah, because yes. in my experience, I've, I identify as gender fluid. And it's because I know my identity is fluctuating mm -hmm. constantly. Sometimes I feel more masculine, sometimes I feel more feminine. feminine. And it's been like that throughout my whole life. So, mm -hmm. and that's caused me, like the attachment to certain identities has caused me a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, I have one last question for you. Nos de la se pregunta para me conocer a conversación. Um, how can the community, so essentially Aruba, how can the Aruban community ensure a safer future for LGBTQ plus youth? We talked about a lot of different things that impact um, an LGBTQ, LGBTQ youth um, life, essentially here in Aruba. But what can we do? Is it is it education? Is it um, politics? Is it, you know, like, how do you think we can ensure a safer future? I think it's definitely going to take a lot of work. Mm -hmm. There's no quick solution to the nope. issues that we face. And there's no one size fits all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the work that it takes is a lot of dismantling of certain beliefs, certain ways of being that we're so used to mm -hmm. here, to really question that, to mm -hmm. really look into it, because mm -hmm. I think the reason why people, let's say, lash out violently to LGBT mm -hmm. people is um, because of shame, because of things we feel ashamed about, and because of pain and because of fear. And I think if we really want to ensure the safety of people is to s really question where is this pain coming from? Where is this shame coming from? Where is this fear coming from? Mm -hmm. 
within ourselves, even in our own community, in the LGBT community, Very and on everyone, like, to really question in themselves, why do I feel so afraid of this person who identifies this way? Why do I feel so shameful of their identity? Is yeah. it reflecting something within myself yeah, exactly. that makes me want to hit them or, or to yell violent, at them yeah. or to tell them they're wrong or yeah. not listen to them mm -hmm. or give them space to be themselves? Mm -hmm. We really have to question where is this shame coming from? Where is this pain and all of that stuff coming from? Mm -hmm. and what beliefs that we have as a society caused this mm -hmm. and it, if we can find those beliefs and really question those and see if they're still serving us as a community mm -hmm. because a lot of them come from old beliefs and they don't serve us and they don't serve no. serve us in our current time mm -hmm. because in our current time with the internet and no, everything yeah, we're people in 2021 you know people no time for outdated <laughs> beliefs <laughs> yeah, people are really <laughs> discovering themselves yes. and i think it's important that we have the space for that here on the island for lgbt to really have a space where they can feel free and safe to discover themselves and for people to learn about them or to understand them instead of shaming them or fearing them mm -hmm. or causing pain towards causing each pain. other for yes. misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important as for us as a community to be really get introspective with mm -hmm. ourselves mm -hmm. and really question these things and then to come together and really talk about these things like how we are right now just talking this was my experience this is how i experienced that it was painful mm -hmm. maybe we should try something different yeah. you know yeah. to really have these types of conversations and to really bring the awareness of these things happening because a lot of the times these things don't even get talked about no. or they just get ignored or they're mm -hmm. like whatever this is just how life is here mm -hmm. but if we really want a change to happen we really have to question these things yes i definitely agree i don't think that um it's only a monthly thing where um we make our social media icons uh, rainbow colors or we talk about pride um, on social media it's a it's a day-to-day -day life for LGBTQ plus um, community, how they experience everyday hardships. And it's very important to understand that this is not a monthly celebration. This is a lifetime celebration for the people that identify as LGBTQ plus and how we can contribute to changing day-to-day um, -day things that affect their life is important. Yeah. It, and, and no questions, yeah. very important. Because I, th I think if we really do the work and really work through these things, then it, it will bring more safety for yes, the children. I definitely agree. Because then we'll have a better understanding of ourselves and our people yes. on the island. Yes. Definitely agree. Me quero agradecer bom, por participação. É tanta cena um huge conversation ku aina meeting hopi ku divisa but it's okay me to sigur ka stan ku ta mirando no stan meeting hopi divisa am um, tokante di eh, topics tan ku no sa mention na 
Um, pero sí, um, me quiero informar que llamar es aquí está um, nos está clausurando el episodio. Esa es la última pregunta para nuestro guest speaker. Pero me quiero dar una oportunidad para informar que si te desea de seguir la conversación aquí, por seguir con esa aquí vía de comment sections, ¿no? por comment reply. Um, Hace uso de voz, la voz resonar en los comments below. Corda para subscribe, like, comment, share. Um, como friends y family para hacer el video aquí para llegar más leo um, también nos tiene un audience survey en la description box below para hacerle un cubo por la que nos acompaña el episodio aquí que como te piensas de el setup nuevo entonces um, como te piensas de el tópico aquí más la que nos acompaña me una oportunidad um, if you want to shout out like your social media where they can find you go ahead um, well You can find me on Instagram with the username Milky Milk with two K's at the end <laughs> <laughs> and no I in the second milk. Got it. <laughs> and I'm sure you can put the at. In oh, the well, we'll be putting it, don't worry. <laughs> or, or on Facebook as well. You can send me friend requests. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of art on Instagram that you can also see. So yes. if anyone's interested. Yes, of course. Okay. All right. Well, thank you thank for you. having me and thank you for inviting me. <laughs> thank you for being here and um, thank you for being a part of a very important conversation. And we hope to have many more conversations about this. Um, let it not just be about Pride Month. Let it be something that you have um, within your friend circle, your family. Talk about how important it is to be understanding towards LGBTQ+, but also creating more awareness towards it, people being more aware of it. Uh, make it a daily conversation. And I hope that this inspires people that are watching to talk about this more. We will see you next time on the next episode of Vox Juventus Impactus. Don't miss it. Take care. Bye. Hey, prometo bye bye. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you have enjoyed and found it interesting, check out our other episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.